Coming up tonight on Match Wrestling. A power shift in WWE as Nick Aldis debuts as SmackDown General Manager. The end is near for the man they call Sting. Bound for Glory predictions. And finally, the blind tag team tournament comes to an end. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe Moses Marquez. Welcome to Match Wrestling. This is episode 450. Open. 450 Splash. Uh, the season premiere of WWE uh, this past week. So I guess you can say this is ours. Uh, hence the new theme song. Uh, WWE planted a lot of seeds. Sting announced his retirement. We'll get into all of that. Uh, plus more. But before we do, make sure you guys uh, subscribe right here on YouTube.com forward slash Max Follow us on SoundCloud and Spotify, wherever it is you guys get your podcast. And make sure you follow us on Max Wrestling Weebly. I'm sorry, Max Wrestling at Weebly.com. It makes the whole thing up. We got fast lane predictions to get into, but before we do that, we cannot skip the Friday Night Three-Way, so let's jump into it. Uh, all right, we're skipping Impact uh, because we're predicting Bound for Glory a little bit later on, so Impact has now been left onto Rampage. Let's jump into a quick little bit of Friday Night Rampage. Daniel Garcia and 2.0 defeated the Hardys and Brother Zane. The Bang Bang Gang Bullet Club Gold interrupted Penta's interview and talked trash ahead of Jay White and Penta's match later on Dynamite that we all get into. Jay Lethal defeated Trent. Sad for Trent. Backstage, Santana and Ortiz come face to face as their personal animosities continue. Sky Blue defeated Emi Sakura in what was a shocking upset. And Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta defeated the Gates of Agony in the main event. Now, it's time for the cap to recap the smack. The season premiere of SmackDown kicks off with John Cena, but is quickly interrupted by Roman Reigns showing up for work this week. Roman thinks John Cena is stepping on his toes, but Cena endorses LA Knight as Roman's next challenger. Jimmy Uso jumps Knight, but gets thrown out of the ring before LA Knight ends up with a match against Solo Sikoa. Pretty Deadly returns to action and defeat Butch and Ridge Holland. Bobby Lashley welcomes Carlito back to WWE, but Carlito suggests they should face each other for old time's sake. Street Profits jump Carlito from behind until Adam Pearce and the referees break things up. Bailey and Zelina then get into an argument, prompting Pearce to set up a match between those two. Backstage, Roman Reigns questions Jimmy's actions earlier on and tells him not to take actions into his own hands. In the ring, Bailey defeats Zelina Vega and after the match, Damage Control jumps Zelina from behind but they're scared off by Charlotte Flair. Triple H announced Adam Pearce's promotion to Raw General Manager, but before he can announce the SmackDown General Manager, they're interrupted by Dirty Dom, who claims the tag team titles should not be on the line tonight because Judgment Day have a match on Raw. Triple H tells him to take it up with the SmackDown general manager, Nick Aldis. Dirty Dom is interrupted by Kevin Owens and backstage, Nick Aldis grants Charlotte a women's title match next week against EO Sky before Charlotte meets Jade Cargill. Cody and Jay defeat Austin Fury and Grayson Waller but they're confronted by Jimmy and Solo on the stage followed by Roman who stares down Cody as Nick Aldis and referees separate them all. 
And in the main event, LA Knight defeated Solo Zakoa when John Cena prevented Jimmy from interfering, but LA Knight received a spear from Roman Reigns out of nowhere. Saturday is fight night and Moses is on course for collision. Saturday Night Collision, and it's a little bit of a one. Collision gets their chaotic start uh, as Adam Copeland calls out Christian Cage, and he arrives with security. There's the uh, there's the bullet, the Blackpool Combat Club are thrown out of the building uh, for a fair fight for Danielson. Later tonight, Danielson interrupts and informs Cage that Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne, are also banned from ringside. Ricky Starts and Big Bill come out and seemingly take Cage's sides. Capella calls Starks a vanilla midget version of The Rock. FTR uh, arrives to back up Copeland and Danielson, and unsurprisingly, a gigantic brawl breaks out. Uh, I did love the little back and forth that Ricky Starks and Edge had, or uh, Adam Copeland, if you will, got to get used to saying that. Definitely showing the, uh, I worked with those guys that you're trying to imitate, so I would not be surprised if we're going to get a lot of this coming up soon. MJF is shown taking part in a stand-up to Jewish hate rally at Gillette Stadium, and we're proud of him for it. He is our scumbag. Samoa Joe defeated Willie Mack to defend, uh, to, I'm sorry, to retain his Ring of Honor television title. Glad to see Millie Wack, Millie Wack, Willie Mack on AEW television. CJ Perry is out scouting for clients as Action Andrade shoots his shot. Juice Robertson defeated Christopher Daniels thanks to the... Uh, diamond ring given to Juice by from Jay White uh, after the match of Bang Bang Gang fire more shots at MJF even talking about his lovely ring that he got from I think I forgot where he said I think he said Coles something like that all of a cubic zirconium or as he keeps messing up the name Dustin Rhodes returns in an announcement for Dynamite he will be in the diamond ring battle royal Nick Wayne is told that he will have a sit-down interview on Dynamite with JR and his mama. Again, we'll get into that. Kyle Fletcher defeated Bear Bo- uh, Boulder later in that night. Fletcher challenges the great Kenny Omega to a match on Dynamite. Renee interviews the acclaimed, where Daddy Ass and Bowen are worried that Caster's, uh, Caster's obsession, Max Caster's obsession with MJF is going a little overboard. Caster then gets upset. Uh, or upsets Renee by referencing oral sessions. The former JAS interrupt and challenge them for a trio's title match. Chris Statlander defeats Sky Blue to retain the TBS title, and after the match, Sky Blue refuses to be helped by Chris Statlander as Willow comes down and ushers Chris away. Sky Blue's makeup is getting increasingly darker, and signs are pointing to her turning just like Julia Hart did. Los Facion Ingobernables teases a return in the video package, and Jesus Christ, I cannot wait. Keith Lee squashes a guy named Turbo Floyd, and with a name like that, you deserve to be squashed, sir. Backstage, Miro beats the living dog piss out of Andrade. I'm sorry, not Andrade, excuse me. Out of uh, Andretti, action Andretti, and then he will beat up every man that he sees to protect his wife. Christian Cage then defeats Brian Danielson to retain the TNT title thanks to interference of Big Bill and Ricky Starks. The show ends as it started in a brawl with Copeland, FTR, Nick Wayne, 
and Lucha Soros. Many thought Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, I should say, was going to walk away TNT champion. I know I was one of them. Shocked to see that it didn't happen. But again, the best stepdaddy in the business. Still TNT champ. Now it's time for the cap to take one for the team. Oh, good God, he's going in raw. On Raw, a conflicted Sami Zayn addressed Kevin Owens being traded to SmackDown for Jay and his World Championship ambitions before. And this is going to shock you, being interrupted by the Judgment Day as they gloat over Sami Zayn being alone. They surround the ring but Jay Uso hits the ring with two steel chairs. The Judgment Day back away as Sami Zayn throws his chair down and leaves the ring. He's not feeling very oozy. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Ricochet in a wild false count anywhere match complete with brawling in the crowd, tables and nunchucks. Oh my. Piper Niven defeats Natalia and after the match Piper and Chelsea Green attack Natty before Tegan Knox makes the save. Backstage Rhea Ripley warns Priest and Balor to leave Drew McIntyre alone because she has a plan. Seth Rollins addresses his upcoming challenger Drew McIntyre, suspicious of him talking to Rhea Ripley as the two exchange heated words. Ludwig Kaiser defeats Johnny Gargano thanks to an assist from Giovanni Vinci. Backstage, Drew McIntyre runs into Sami Zayn and says he's naive for forgiving Jay and will never be world champion because he's so naive. Sami Zayn challenges McIntyre to a match next week. Rhea Ripley says she's back and will put the women's locker room back in check because Mami's always on top. Rhea Ripley vs Shayna Baszler ends in a no contest as Nia Jax and Raquel Rodriguez both arrive at ringside, followed by Zoe Stark as everybody brawls. Later on, Adam Pearce booked Rhea to defend the title against everyone involved at Crown Jewel. Gunther defends the Intercontinental Championship against Bronson Reed and backstage Kaiser and Vinci give Gunther a round of applause but Gunther tells Kaiser he accomplished his goal tonight but Vinci didn't. Vinci says he helped Kaiser get the win but Gunther says he doesn't care and tells him Johnny Gargano better not be walking after next week. And in the main event, the Judgment Day defeat Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso to win back the Tag Team Championships. Why they dropped them in the first place is anybody's guess. That's all for Raw, and now, let's talk last night on Dynamite. Let's jump into last night's Dynamite. Jay White and Penta opened up the show, and uh, Jay White picked up the win with the Blade Runner after getting some lovely assistance from Juice Robinson in the fake, the Cubic Zicornium. Yes. Ring. Where from TK Maxx. T- that's right. TJ Maxx. <laughs> TJ Maxx has never gotten any more love from one man in all my days. It's not I didn't like even know the they were international. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, but they're out here like a mug. <laughs> they're out here like a mug. Uh, and then, of course, Juice and Jay address MJF. 
Backstage with Renee, MJF responds to the Bang Bang Gang before the acclaimed interrupt and Max Caster continues to literally flirt with MJF saying that, you know, we could get these titles together and then we can all scissor or or he's going to, you know, jump into the uh, the Diamond Ring Battle Royal and when he wins, Max has to put a ring on it. Jesus Christ, the energy is tense in that room. I tell you what, but I love Max. I love both of these Maxes. These guys are awesome. Both these guys are awesome. Ikara Shida and Emi Sakura, teacher versus student in a banger. Probably one of the better women's matches I've seen on either company's shows uh, so far this year, at least in the last couple of months, that's for sure. And then again, backstage, Renee just working her tail off. This time she's hanging out with Adam Copeland, talking about growing up with Christian Cage and Cage's jealousy, talking about how he had to go out there and get Christian to come into the school because he was afraid of transferring, and they became friends via pro wrestling, which that absolutely tells you when they grew up because you can't be friends now with pro wrestling. I tell you, you get made fun of. Back then, it was actually the cool thing. Despite being jumped by Ryan Nemeth, Wardlow leaves another body in the ring as the uh, as the ref stops the match after just one power bomb. As Wardlow leaves the ring, Shivani calls him back and asks him what are his sights on. Wardlow simply shows the MJF written on his wrist tape. He shoves Skiavone out of the way, and now speculation is he is going bad guy and going right after Max. Personally, I feel like maybe he's going to go team up with Max again. And that's going to be the bodyguard. That's going to be the guy that's really going to help Max keep this belt forever. Whether they're both heels or they're both faces, I just feel like that's something that can happen. I don't know. It's something we can. Did you feel that way? Am I the only one that feels that way? Uh, now you mention it, it that makes sense. Um, I mean, he's tweeted stuff too about people blindly trusting MJF now that he's a babyface, but he doesn't believe uh, anything. But uh, I. Don't know how they'd get back together after everything they went through last time, but it'd be interesting to see, I guess, both as baby faces. That would be interesting. I'm just, I, I feel like this is this is a good move because you could spin it either way, and this gives him a target. And so now, yes, now he's killing people, but he's killing people with a mission in mind. So Renee interviews the great Kenny Omega, who uh, expresses, you know, world title ambitions, and uh, obviously. Don Callis and his bullshittery MJF interrupts. He just says, I want to just shake your hand when he does. He gets in hella close and even uh, whispers 13 days, bitch, right into his ear, obviously referencing the fact that Kenny Omega is the longest reigning AEW world champion. And 13 days from now, MJF will take that place. Yeah. Another week where Adam Cole is trapped in Roddy's house. And uh, this, this house has got a lot of echo. Um, I hope I hope he's feeding him because like this guy was supposed to get surgery like three weeks ago and he's still fucking running around there, just doing God only knows what, um, hanging out with the fucking kingdom. So he they want he wants a sandwich and it's I first off I love like the montage of like how the how he's doing stuff. It's the greatest montages ever. Um, but it, it Roddy was every three year old, four year old ever. I don't like the crust and. Finally put Adam over the edge, and he's like, I'm finally getting surgery. I'm out of here. <laughs> he slams the door on his way out. Oh, it was great. I love I love this dynamic, but something tells me in the end they're going to end up back together. Yeah, either all his heels or... Because yeah. Roddy also said they're going to have to make peace with MJF in order to get through to Adam Cole, which is interesting, to say the it's least. Very. I'm, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I can't wait to find out. 
Skiavone brings out Don Callis, even though he absolutely refused to do so. He doesn't want to introduce him. I love, I love Skiavone. I love Skiavone. But of course, out comes Takesta and Hobbs. Hobbs talks about his his uh, longstanding grudge with Jericho because of of an incident when he was a child, when he was a young boy, when he went to a, a show. My guess was a WWE show, um, and he sat front row, didn't get an opportunity. This was probably peak. Jericho heel, by the way, probably him in like Jericho or whatever. So yeah. the absolute dickhead of Jericho tells this kid to sit down and tells his grandmama to shut up. And he's been holding this grudge ever since. And he says the second he could lay his eyes on him, he was going to beat the shit out of him. And so did it. Kyle Fletcher then interrupts and says he doesn't need their help to beat K- Kenny Omega. And hopefully this, you know, him winning can prove that he's worth a, you know, an opportunity to, to join John Callis. They end up having a absolute banger of a match. Kenny Omega and Kyle Fletcher do. Um, obviously, Kenny Omega goes over. I love Don Callis because during the match, he's praising the kid, talking about how good he is. He still tells you, oh, well, you know, Kenny Omega at one time was still the greatest there ever was. And then the second that fucking bell rings, Don Callis flips his lid and tells Kyle Fletcher he should quit wrestling and go get a nine to five. I laughed so hard I fell out of my rolling chair. The great Dan Housen, if you can't see from my picture, has another like Halloween style three vignette. I thought it was Love like it. the Munsters, but yeah, no, you're right. Once you once I saw that, I was like, you know what? Halloween three makes way more sense. And obviously, return style vignette. Dan Housen is coming back, and we know how to be cast. Sucks to be y'all. Lance Archer absolutely kills Barrett Brown. Um, where the fuck have you been, honey? I know where he's been. He's been in Japan, but I'm just being a dick. Prince Donna and Swerve are uh, backstage, or I guess in the parking lot. They address some unfinished business with Hangman Page. And the new music video featuring Swerve uh, for his entrance theme will debut on Friday. And it already looks like a banger. Well, we already know the song's a banger, but the video looks cool, too. <laughs> Skiavone introduces his old friend Sting. And they talk about it. He talks about his legacy. And they, who uh, thanks people who helped pave his way. Even, got a Hulk, even snuck Hulk Hogan in there and got some booze out of it. But obviously, uh, uh, Ric Flair was his biggest inspiration. We know that it's got to come to an end at some point. He talked about retirement back in the day, and now he's actually retiring, or at least going to be retiring from AEW. So he started at Revolution 2021, and he'll end it at Revolution 2024, which normally is going to be like a February or March thing. Yeah. I'm just very curious who sends him out. It could be Darby. Maybe they bring in somebody. I don't know. All I know is... is I don't want to see it. I'm not like that. I don't want to see him. Not ready for it. There you go. I'm not ready. Uh, for it. The guy's been wrestling for like 50 years, and we're not ready for it. No, it's <laughs> we're so selfish. I'm, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how selfish we are. Uh, speaking of but selfish, Tony go. Storm debut is another awesome movie, but for some dumb reason, these keep getting bumped to picture in picture. Don't. Please don't. This is going to get over. This is super hot stuff right now, and I'm telling you, it will work if you just let it fucking play. Yeah, I enjoyed this one much more than the first one. Yeah, this one was hilarious. Made me actually, you know, and one of the other thing was, too, is is we knew the other one was good, or at least I did, and the boys in the TSK were like, oh, that was whatever, and you kind of half played it off. Now, I, I was so invested and they're fucking like I was looking closer to my screen so I could actually watch the movie a little bit better. I this needs to be on actual dynamite, like for real, for real. So, Conti, okay, quit fucking around. 
in a sit-down interview, a, 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 a stroppy teenager, a, what is it, a, 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 an absolute jerk-off, if you will, for the for the English, for that, sorry, for the Americans out there. Nick Wayne is sitting there telling his mother that he has to prove himself. He calls her a terrible mother, which, by the way, you will never do that in any other freaking race besides white people. I'm sorry, I hate to bring it up like that because, like, I I envisioned me <laughs> saying that to my mom, and I got to terrible, <laughs> and I didn't even get to the E, and wham, I got slapped across the face. Who so, watched for the shoe? Look out for the shoe. <laughs> Heard that. Um, and then uh, calls her a terrible mother. Before they go backstage, uh, to, I mean, take off, I should say, Darby Allen ends up attacking both Nick and Christian uh, as the fight spills out in the arena. It goes into the uh, into the where the uh, rings at. Luchasaurus shows up. Sting's in there in the brawl. Um, I don't know what the fuck happened to uh, to Nick Wayne. I don't know if he really broke his tooth. I was sold. Okay, I thought he lost a tooth at a moment. I figured I, it felt like the Cesaro thing all over again. Yeah, I think he definitely chipped when I saw a still, and it was like half a tooth at the front. Oh yeah, uh, that's a lot of blood. That was a lot of blood for a chipped tooth. So. God only knows what else happened. Backstage, Chris and the best friends uh, are getting interviewed by Renee because, of course, who else? Renee's working her goddamn ass off. Chris offers the TBS title shot to Willow Nightingale at Battle of the Belts, which I'm not like. I just feel like Willow's good. I like Willow. She's over in my mind. And you're kind of just like, oh, here's some pity. Oh, here's some pity. That's just me. Maybe it's just me. I mean, I wouldn't have thought much more into it had I not uh, paid attention or paid more attention to the collision spot where Will came out uh, to back up Sky Blue and basically shooed Chris away. But <clears throat> we're seeing a little darkness creep into Sky Blue from her mm-hmm. makeup and stuff. And somebody suggested maybe the two of them can join Julia as like a coven. Of black. That's exactly what I'm thinking too, and I love every second of it. I love every second of it. In the main event battle royal, it comes down to Juice Robinson, and Max Caster, uh, both uh, both of them to the dismay of MJF, who doesn't want to face either one of them because obviously Juice is going to bring the beat of the the Bang Bang Gang, and Caster just might hump him in the middle of the ring. All of a sudden, He's he gets attacked bang, bang. by. Hey, Bang Bang, either way, <laughs> and he gets attacked by Jay White while on commentary. MJF uh, pummels White, finally gets the Triple B back for all of two and a half seconds because then he gets low blowed and then Jay White steals the belt again. Back to the ring, Juice Robinson uh, uses this distraction to put on the cubic zirconium and knock Max Caster cold the fuck out because we already know that that's, uh, you know, cubic zirconiums are harder than diamonds. Mm. So it's going to be Max Caster. I'm not, I'm sorry, not Max Caster. It's going to be Juice Robinson. MJF for the Dynamite Diamond Ring, and then I think what is it? Three weeks after that, he's got to go against Juice Robinson at the pay per view in LA for the Triple B. So it's Max has got the world against him, and still no sign of Adam, which doesn't look like it's going to happen because you know he's got finally going to go get surgery after fucking many weeks. Yeah, convenient timing. Um, kind of very mad at Roddy now. The guy needed surgery, Roddy. Three weeks. How did how did he not able to leave the house in three weeks for surgery? My question is, is what kind of painkillers has Roddy got hanging out around the house just for him to just be fucking rolling around on a scoot? Oh, yeah. Um, basically playing butler for three weeks on a broken ankle. <laughs> on a broken ankle. Um, mercy. 
I, I don't know which way to call the diamond ring match next week if Juice is going to finally win it or if MJF is just going to keep on that five-year streak. But I'm, I'm guessing maybe Juice wins it. Um, I have a... The boys in the TSK were barely around, but for the couple of minutes that they were there, uh, the idea came up of, well, it's got to be like WWE. You know, one guy will win one, the other guy won't win the other. So yeah, if Juice wins, there's no way Jay White's winning the belt, you know, winning the belt uh, in November. But if Max keeps it, then maybe we should think that it's time for Jay White to be champ. At least that's that, that's my new thought process. That's for sure. Yeah, my mine was basically Juice wins the diamond ring. Then they've literally taken everything away from MJF because Adam's got the broken ankle. Jay's got his belt, and then Juice has got his yep. ring. What's he got left? Wardlow. Wardlow. That's right. Or of course the the masked group who we still haven't seen identified, but it is possibly the Kingdom. Yeah. Again, thought about that, talked about that, and um, I don't know, because if you go back and you watch it, that guy in the mask was skinny. Yeah. Jungle Boy skinny. Eesh. The, yeah, that, that would make him the leader of the group, though. I don't know how I feel about Jungle Boy being the leader of a heel, possibly heel faction. That's true. I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. It's just I'm trying to like think of like a body type and thinking of who that would fit in the blah blah blah. Honestly, the first name that came, I was like, that's cheeseburger. I'm like, there's no way that's cheeseburger. He's way too likable, and so it can't be him. Um, I didn't think like I just he's the only guy with that body I can feel. Obviously, both guys of the kingdom are a little on the bigger side. Um, Roddy isn't the most big. He's very he is pretty lean, but then again, I don't think he was that lean. So I'm I'm hoping it's the kingdom. I'm thinking it's the kingdom, but something tells me this could all have just been a giant swerve for some other people. Yeah, I mean, if it is Jungle Boy, the other members have got to be like Colt Cabana and the Young Bucks did. The We Hate Punk Club. Hey, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, well, that's all the dynamite. Before we go to a break, let's. Take a quick look at the group recap from the past week. Um, Chris put a nice topic up. Uh, WWE Studios like isn't really a thing anymore. Uh, I'm yeah. sure they still dabble in movies, but they used to be like an actual production company, and we used to get B movies left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and you know just... what? I can't I can't talk too much shit because I would rent some of those. Like the f- I, I remember the good. first I remember the first Marine that uh, the Miz did was really good. At least in my opinion, was really good. I really uh, like the Miz in, as the Marine. I never saw the Miz ones, but obviously I saw the original one with Cena, um, yeah. which was a decent action film. But it also had it was quite high on the comedy side as well. But oh, yeah. you, also, you also had Robert Patrick as the villain. So yeah, you can never take that seriously. Uh, I honestly, out of all of them, I think the Condemned was the best one. Oh, for sh- and that's the one that nobody thought was going to do any good. Yeah, because it's it's Steve Austin and Vinny Jones <laughs> leading, uh, basically a battle royale ripoff. Yeah, but it was awesome. Perfectly said. 
It, no, it is awesome. That's the thing. It's it was one that I remember I ignored it for a long time. I was like, oh god, no. I don't know if I can trust Steve Austin in the movie. And then <laughs> I and then the fucking uh, longest yard came out, and I'm like, okay, this isn't gonna be so bad. And I went to it, and I was like, oh, I've been wasting my time not watching it. It's good. It was probably the best, like as you've said, probably the best uh, one that came out. I still lean towards see no evil, but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, that, that was just your classic slasher. And it worked well, uh, though. I remember being very, like, what the fuck? WWE's making a horror film? Not only with that, Kane? you... Not only that, yeah, you made Kane scarier and did nothing with it, you fucks. And I was even more confused when he announced the sequel because, like, he he died in the first one. Like, he got impaled through the head. I was like, yeah, he, thank you, thank you. And then, I think, yeah, he got impaled through the eye and then a dog came up at the end and starts pissing in his eye hole. Yeah, shit was just, (laughs) like, Um, what a fuck you ending. Then they started getting a little silly. We had Triple H in Inside Out, um, Edge in Bending the Rules. Uh, Inside Out, that one, the the fucking, uh, the, the sh- oh no, it was the chaperone. Yeah, the chaperone. Oh, the chaperone. God, that thing was terrible. <laughs> Hot garbage. Um, John Cena in The Reunion. I never heard of that one. There's one where John Cena did where he's like, is that the one with the amateur wrestling? Oh, that was with Danny Glover. Um, what was that one called? I don't know why, but that one was actually like half decent. Yeah, that was a feel-good story, which yeah, I didn't that's... really expect from a, a WWE-produced John Cena film. Seriously, that's why it threw me, and I was like, oh, God, this is either going to be shit or it's going to be okay. And it was okay. It wasn't like uh, the best. Legendary. Um, there you go, Legendary. It it kind of if if anybody wants to go that far back to these fucking Disney movies, kind of felt like a rip off of that fucking uh, one with the blind kid. <laughs> but hey, I digress. But no, the, I mean, the, it, yeah, no, it used to be a thing. It used to be a whole production studio. Now they don't do jackass shit. No, um, there's, there was there's no side stuff anymore. There was another Stone Cold one that that was I don't know if WWE produced it though. Hunt to Kill was uh, a sleeper. But it was better than. Never hurt. Yeah, it was underrated. I have to check. Um, I was surprised to see Cookie Michael Cook comments that he's genuinely never seen any of them. Not even No Holds Barred. I I thought like that's right up his alley. Everybody no has seen barred. No. I come on. I thought everybody has at least seen No Holds Barred <laughs> at least once. At least that's once. where Zeus came from. Yeah, come on. Oh, you're killing me, Cookie. You're killing me. Uh, ah, you know what? I fucking missed a comment right there. The name of the Cena one with uh, Danny Glover. Um, Tony Gonzalez said, I enjoyed 99% of them, if I'm correct. The only one I didn't really give a chance was the one with Cena. Uh, I think it was called Legendary. Yes, it was. Mm. Most people don't dig the amateur wrestling. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not that, that into amateur wrestling, but I enjoyed the film. Well, I mean, it's... To each their own, as they say. You know what I mean? You'll find something you like and you can run with it. I've seen plenty of movies and that I actually have on my quote-unquote favorite list that people have never even heard of. Yeah. Um, obviously, with Nick Aldis coming in as SmackDown GM, we're seeing fan-made <laughs> uh, concept art of SmackDown versus Raw games again. Good old times. Um, 
I hope we do see like some friendly competition between Nick Aldis and Adam Pearce. Interesting that they're both former uh, NWA World Heavyweight Champions. It's great. It's great, damn it. Old school kind of minds. No, um, I got to say this to any of you, you E-fucks out there listening. You're welcome. I don't want to hear it. You, uh, Nick Aldis, this, this. You're welcome. You took somebody from the Indies and they succeeded. Congratulations. Stop talking shit on things that aren't WWE. Because he is everything that has never been WWE. Never, mm. never, 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 ever. And within a fucking day, you guys are dropping to your knees and tying your hair back. Savages. Savages. I wonder what the uh, the casual fans think, actually, of Nick Aldis. Obviously, they don't know who he is. They've nev- probably never seen him wrestle. Probably not even aware he's a former world champion in NWA. Maybe TNA. Everybody knew Magnus. Um, I think everybody knew Magnus. I thought everybody knew Magnus. But they don't even right. tell us that Adam Pierce is a former NWA world champion. Oh, well, thank God. That just would bring some embarrassment. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> joking. No, uh, you know them. That, that's probably one belt that Vince didn't like being talked about. But with Vince mm. gone, I, oh. don't, I can see a bunch of things happening. Yeah, Vince probably hates the NWA world title because it's older than his. It, yep. It's like, no, we that's... got the most prestigious title. Don't you know we've been around longer, pal? No, no, you haven't, boss. <laughs> Shut up. Give him my stick. Um, other than that, it's been kind of a quiet week in the group, but um, thing things are certainly picking up in WWE. Got to give him credit where it's due. Absolutely, absolutely. We talk about it all the time. Where it was, uh, you know, we felt like it was an unwatchable product. Felt like it was doing the same repetitive things that they've done for as long as we can absolutely remember. And now we're at a point where I know I'm taking my time to at least record the show and yeah. watch it. Full shows, both SmackDown and Raw. Um, and you know what? It's even got me a little invested more in NXT as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. SmackDown was a great show on Friday. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Great show. Um, this newfound love. I don't know how Cody goes from being like uh, hated to absolutely beloved to, oh, he's stale to he's re-beloved all over again. All from yeet, which is, I, I swear to God, Americans are ridiculous. But it, <laughs> it, it works. It works. And I guess good for them. Uh, <laughs> but this whole thing is is... It's fucking great. I, I love their dynamic the most, honestly. Um, I don't like the fact that they're hot potato in these fucking tag belts, though. Yeah. I, I don't no idea that. why Judgment Day dropped them in the first place. Exactly. But no if sense. they hadn't, we wouldn't have gotten that awesome drunken press conference with Jay and Cody. <laughs> Do you think it was like a dare? Fucking Cody walks up I, to, to Papa H and was like, hey, bro, check it out. If you guys, if you guys give us the tag belts, I'll make the media sesh the best there's ever been. And he's like, sold. I honestly think they just won the title because they were in the opening match. They won the titles, went to the bus, got drunk, and completely forgot they had a press conference. Oh hell yeah! Because they're like, oh yeah, three hour show, we'll sober up by then. Except somebody told them to start sobering up thirty minutes before the fucking press started. And they were also, just, oh shit, here we go. Cody is only the second person in my life I have heard use the word libation. Okay, I, it, 
I really thought I heard like a mess up because like when I heard I was like I kept looking around like who does what? What kind of weird words are you using? Libation. Uh, Cody's Cody's very articulate. Sure. Um I'm gonna throw this one in real quick because it was only one comment, but it really made me giggle. Um obviously Jade's been on every fucking show since Fastlane. She's she was on NXT, she was on SmackDown, she's on Raw. Um it's just funny how quickly people flip because like she debuted on Fastlane and everybody's like, Fuck Jade Jade's here, WWE's pushing her to the moon. Great. But yeah, right, then, great. now she's been on every show and I saw like one comment from one guy like, Okay, maybe they're pushing her a little too much. She's on every show. Are they gonna do something with her? Why do they keep putting her on every show? I'm like, do you want them to push her to the moon or not? Like this is this is exactly this is exactly what a lot of the e drones get upset about. Oh well, you know, this is why I don't like AEW. All of a sudden this guy is randomly facing some guy I've never heard of. Well, now WWE is doing something for you. You don't know who Jade is, or maybe you do. You know, the, the not so hardcores, you know, the in-betweeners, if you will. Yeah, maybe you kinda do, maybe you kinda don't. And the casuals fucking don't at all. So she they're trying to expose her. And within that, now you guys are getting frustrated. Mm. So the I don't know you explain yourself to me concept is actually okay, cool. Let's explain her to you. You're doing too much. What do you want? Like, what the fuck do you want? Like, do you do you not? I mean, do you not want like a video package and then like a couple of weird vignettes before they debut, actually debut, you know, to build their character? Or would you rather them, oh god, who is this person coming down to the ring to, to debut in this match? Because that's how I feel. I felt that's a better one. But the E-Drones feel differently. And it's. But for me to, to get to the whole back to the whole vignette thing. It just it's I don't know where she's going to end up now. And I mean, because she's on NXT. She's on Raw. She's on Smack. It's where are you going to land, girl? I mean, when are you well, gonna I mean, get to work. I think it's got to be main roster. I think so, too. I think so too, but here's, and then this is another one of those. This is one of the, this is why I love TSK. We had this whole thing. If, and I said it like this, she should debut on the main roster, yet still make appearances in NXT. Yeah. And SmackDown. I think it'd be great if she could just like roam between all the brands. She just show up and have a match. She's a free agent. Why not? I mean, that could be the first like rivalry between Pierce and Aldous. They're fighting over Jade. Bingo, bingo! You there? Uh, uh, you want to know why I'm yelling bingo right now? Because you you're you're taking you're taking a current issue and you just solved it. You just gave this. Oh, when is she going to do something? Storyline two. Oh, well, who's she going to sign with? You know. Oh, is she, is she going to Raw? She's going to SmackDown. Is it randomly going to be an NXT GM? There should be. Fucking Sean should come out and be like, "Well, wait a minute." <laughs> you know something I and saw I mean her first I, I saw her first yeah like right here I would love that I really would Just uh, as they used to do the brand supremacy you know we do have Survivor Series coming up soon yeah so why not right why not why not make everything a competition right now when is the draft I mean they started doing it right before Survivor the, Series I swear I to god the dra- didn't the draft just happen though yeah, I think they moved it to like, uh, was it before SummerSlam? But yeah. it, like at one point it was 
before Survivor Series, right before Survivor mm-hmm. Series every year, and it made no sense because it was Raw versus SmackDown, and you had guys that literally just jumped ship, Are saying, "Oh, I love my brand." You've only been there two weeks. Shut up. Yeah, right. You've been two weeks, pal. <laughs> but I really like this idea of debuting Jade without any vignettes because. She just shows up and she's presented as this megastar that WWE have just signed without any video packages or anything. So anybody who doesn't know her, like, why are they making such a big deal about this girl? Who is she? Google. Google, but they're making you go do work. This is something Vince does would never have done. Mind no. you. He would have been like, This, this is, is Jade. This is what this she's is done. Jade. Look at Jade. Look at these videos of Jade. She's lifting. Like I can see, I can see him now getting all excited over her fucking weight training videos. But this is what H is doing, and right now, you want to, it, It's stirring the pot. That's what he's doing. It's stirring the pot. It's making you have to jump on this lovely thing right here and go to Google. It's making you have to look up Jade Cargill. And the thing was, is we kept hearing that she was going to get a name change and this and that. Guess what? Now that you get to go watch some, a- you're forced to watch AEW whether you like it or not, to understand who she is. And that, in its in its own way, I think is, this is a venture, and I'm hoping, and I know, I mean, I'm over here kind of rambling and putting it in a certain way, but I want to get this like this because I feel like this is what's happening. I feel like Papa H has no issues with other brands. He's like, I'm all for like a territory war. Yeah. But then let's build each other up first. You know, the E's always talked about right now. Now, you know, Cody, if you wanted to know Cody more, you saw him in AEW, you saw Ring of Honor, you saw Impact. You had to see other brands before you saw Cody, what he is now. You know what I mean? Not Cody, you know, not dashing Cody Rhodes, the whole new Cody of now. And And then in this instance, it's another one, a wide open gate to, hey, go look at AEW and look at this other brand of wrestling and where she's coming from. And she was a megastar there. Imagine how much bigger she'll be under our spotlight. And it's one of those things where it's, yeah, go look at that product. But we're going to be better. Now, it's, it's a competition, but it's a, hey, let's fucking everybody go back to watching wrestling. Everybody go back to watch wrestling. But it's a competition. But go watch wrestling. Well, all I can say is thank you, Ari Emanuel, for giving full creative control to Triple H. Thank you. We appreciate you. Let's make it short, sweet. To the point, I am your current reigning Max Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. I am the guy every person should be worried about, whether you are MDO or not. He's already proven twice that he can't be trusted. He used Chris to screw me over. He's not my El Jefe anymore. You're making my decision for me. I'm coming at the Chris, and then I'm going at the LFA. So heed my warning. The MDO, stronger than ever. Sure about that? Cool. 
Moses Marquez, do you not understand what you have done? But here at Max, you gotta earn the belts. And let's just say that maybe, just maybe, we'll use this as a representation of my world championship. You don't woke up something that even you can't handle. It's not too late, baby. You're still MDO. I'm gonna run through you like an animal, baby. Everybody is gonna hit the floor. Cause I wanna see you in promo series. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe. Make sure you are liking, subscribe to YouTube, follow us everywhere, and for all the information you need, go to maxtrustingnet.weebly.com. Still to come tonight, we got Bound for Glory predictions, final of the Blind Tag Team Trivia Tournament. But first, let's go back in time with a little bit of This Week in Wrestling History. Back in time we go. Let's get rolling with the history. We start off with some New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, New Japan Pro Wrestling's event, King of Pro Wrestling, had a few bangers and some good title matches. One of them being an absolute standout. Minero Suzuki against Jushin Thunder Liger. We also got to see Kota Ibushi defend his Tokyo Dome contract against Evil. And he walked away still with the challenge briefcase. We see Will Ospreay back in the junior division, defending his IWGP junior heavyweight title against El Fantasmo and coming out the victor. Juice Robinson won back the then then vacant IWGP US heavyweight championship to become a two-time IWGP US heavyweight champion in an ODQ match against the Murder Hawk monster, Lance Archer. In the lane event, we saw Okada versus Sonata for the IWGP title. And it was the great Kazuchika Okada walking out still your champion. Same day, different year. Also, October 14th, 2018. Impact's Bound for Glory pay-per-view event saw a collaboration with AAA. And there were some AAA guys up and down the card. And we'll start with the Impact's Knockouts title, where Tessa Blanchard successfully defended her title against AAA's own Taya Valkyrie. OVE Ohio versus everyone. God, I miss them. We're in a trios title match against Brian Cage, Phoenix, and Pentagon. There was a concrete jungle match where the guys fought in a stripped down ring, basically taking bumps on straight two by fours. It was LAX, Santana, Ortiz, and Conan against the OGs, King Hernandez, and Homicide. Conan was just in the corner. LAX took the dub, thanks to Conan. And in the main event, we saw Johnny Impact defeat Austin Aries to win the Impact's World Heavyweight Championship. The reason why this show was so memorable was actually the part that took place right after this bell rang in the main event. And it was Austin Aries absolutely no-selling the finish, standing up and walking directly out of the ring, leaving fans, staff members, and even the commentators completely and totally baffled. You are a douche, double A. October 17th, 1999. Let's take it back prior to the millennium. WWF's No Mercy had some questionable matches and even a few bangers. 
The show opened up with the Godfather beating Minion, Ivory losing her women's championship to the fabulous Moolah, Crash and Hardcore Holly took on the New Age Outlaws and lost. Thanks to DQ, obviously. China defeated Jeff Jarrett in a good housekeeping match, quote-unquote, to win the Intercontinental Championship. We saw The Rock take on the British Bulldog, and Jesus Christ, did they ever crap the bed. A tag team ladder match, the Hardys versus Edge and Christian, because why in the world would you put anyone else in a match like this? Former AAA Mega Champion Val Venus, yeah, I bet you didn't know that one, defeats Mankind. And in the main event, we saw Triple H take on Stone Cold Steve Austin in an Anything Goes match for the WWF World Title. It was Triple H that walked out, steal the game, and steal your WWF champion. I told you it was short and sweet. We've only got one more. This is the last one. October 19th, 2018. PWG's event, Smokey and the Bandito. A show full of bangers, as every PWG show is and a very rare PWD title change. A few matches stood out more than others, and the first one that comes to mind was Bandito versus Ray Phoenix. Uncle Dave gives it four and a half stars, and just the names alone garner a minimum of a four-star rating, so you will get no argument from me. Timothy Thatcher somehow, someway, submitted Brody King in an absolute four-star banger. A quality PWG tag title match, The Rascals, Desmond Xavier, Zachary Wentz, defeated Santana and Ortiz for what was just shy of four stars. But it was the main event that garnered the most attention. It was a Haas war. The unbeatable Walter finally fell to the man they call Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb wins the PWG Championship, holds on to it for under 100 days. But winning it is all that is important. He is that at one point in time won the Battle of Los Angeles, so obviously you kept that with the title. And like I said, this was a short and sweet look into the history books. Now let's get back to the boys and maybe, just maybe, we'll get an update on the Blind Tag Team Trivia Tournament. Alright, from present day to, or sorry, from, from history to present day, and it is finally time to close this thing out. It has been several weeks in the making, lots of delays, but it is finally time for the Blind Tag Team Trivia Tournament Grand Finale. The winners will go on a promo series in just five weeks' time, and they will have the great privilege of challenging DC and I, a.k.a. the longest reigning Max Wrestling Tag Team Champions for our, thank you, sir, Max Wrestling Tag Team titles. But first, it's time to see if the captain can match the score so we can determine which team moves on, and I think Daz needs a whopping nine points to advance Yay. his team. Let's take a look so at it, the others. All right, all right, all right. It is finally time. The finals of the Blind Tag Team Trivia Tournament have finally happened, and it goes down right here, right friggin' now. One American, one member of Wales, that being your tag partner, Beer, who I will get to him first, but AJ is next. He is the first to lead it off. Ten questions. This is going to be a mixture of about the 20-plus questions, 40-plus questions we've said over the tournament. So if you've been listening, you might just have an upper hand. So, we will get started with this first question. This one might be a tad tricky, that's why it's multiple choice. Chad Gable, Gable Steveson, and Kurt Angle all won a medal in this style of wrestling. Freestyle or Greco-Roman? We're going to go with freestyle. Let's jump into the next one. This one might be easy for you. Mike Mazanin, now known as The Miz, got his... television start on this MTV show. 
the real world. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Who was the original belt collector? Ultimo Dragon. You be told for me there's just no better guess on that one. Marcus Bagwell and Scotty Riggs were the men that formed this legendary WCW tag team. Before Buff was the stuff, he was an American male. American males. American. Oh, sorry. Okay, I got lost in the soundtrack that is life. So let me give you another one. This Florida State All-American linebacker is actually better known for being the first black heavyweight champion. Ron Simmons. That might have been an easy one, but let's see if I can't throw you a curveball. Who donned the mask of the monster Matanzaqueto in Lucha Underground? Um, no idea. Could not have been more of a truthful answer if I've ever heard one in all of my days. Let's see if maybe this one's a tad bit in your realm. What was Kenta's name in NXT? I think Hideo Itami. I know for sure one thing, it was not Curry Man. Was not Curry Man. Let's see if you know this one. For all the youngsters out there, who won the infamous Brawl for All? That was Bart Gunn. Well, I know this much. I know it wasn't no man named Bart Simpson. That's for damn sure. So let's go into the next one. This former super fight, legendary super fighter, if you will, debuted in the WWF in the 1990s, still NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Dan the Beast Severin. Legendary, legendary man he was. Let's get into a fun, another one. This New Japan coach was originally, or should I say, was the original WWF light heavyweight champion. Taka Michinoku. Good stuff by a great, great trivia man. Hope to see him in the singles trivia realm one day. Now let's kick it to your partner, Beer, on the whole other side of the pond. Let's see if he can get to your number. My man Beer is a what we call a trivia man. He is uh, definitely showing off his chops over the past few weeks and in spite in the end as well as in this tournament. So we're gonna hit him with some new fresh ten. And that's not fresh ten, let me rephrase that. What we're doing for everybody is everybody's gonna get a jumble of all the questions that have been asked during this tournament. So without further ado, we will jump into it with question numero uno. Now let's kick it off with a classic. Who did Ron Simmons defeat to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship? That was, my beautiful guy, was Vader, or also known as Big Van Vader. There's only so many men with Big Van in front of them, but I'm going to say that that's a good guess, because we already know that I am not giving you guys the answers. It's just like how it's been in the whole tournament. It's all about the fans, so make sure you're checking the ticker as we do the thing. Let's jump in to the next question. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and Bill Goldberg all played this position during their football careers. That was defensive tackle. I love it. Man that knows his defense. Honestly, you could have gone uh, defensive line for all I cared because the reality is, is, well, they played up and down it. And that is a different story for a different day, as we say in the TSK. But on to the next one. What current WWE superstar is also known as a legendary Tottenham fan. <laughs> I was waiting for this one. Uh, that is the greatest of all time, John Cena. 
It's a great question, okay? It's a great question. That's all I can say. Uh, he, We can't see him, but he can see Spez on top of the table, and we will keep it pushing with this next one. At what pay-per-view did Hell in a Cell debut? That was 1997, Bad Blood, one of my favorite matches ever. And <clears throat> it's Taker and Sean. Any one of their matches is amazing. No argument here. I'll take Taker and Sean today even. Okay, maybe not today. But let's jump to the next one. The next one should be easy, but could be a little difficult. Who was the inaugural IWGP Intercontinental Champion? Oh, I remember you asking me this one. That was Shinsuke Nakamura. In 1997, this man debuted under the tutelage of Jim Cornette while still being NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Here's a hint. He's a MMA icon. Oh, I only remember two MMA ones. I went to WWE. It was Shamrock. No, was it Dan Seven? Dan Seven, oh, I don't know. Lucky guess, Dan the B Seven. That's right. There were only two MMA guys before Dustin uh, Pewter showed up, but that was years, years, years down the line. But uh, he is a beast, that's for sure. But let's go from, I guess, amateur wrestling to let's go back to the hard hitting strong style under the mask of La Sombra. How? What is the only IWGP title? That Andrade won. Uh, the IWGP World Championship. There are many mountains to climb in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, every single title is hard to get, especially the top one being the world title. Uh, but let's jump into the next one. Juventud Guerrero, Hector Garza, Eddie Guerrero were the were members of this original WCW faction. Is it the Filthy Animals? You know, truth be told, I totally forgot about the Filthy Animals until just right now. But um, I, I don't think you're on the same wavelength exactly. But it is what it is. We'll check the ticker. Two more left. And let's hop into an easy one. Who is known as the Lethal Weapon? That is the Lethal Weapon, Steve Blackman. At least the contesting got it right. I was over here butchering and flittering. So let's hit you with the final question to give your final tally to your tag team partner to see how they go, to see how you guys do in this lovely blind tag team trivia tournament final. Here's your final question. Kurt Angle, Gable Stevenson, and Chad Gable all competed in the Olympics under this brand of wrestling, Greco-Roman or freestyle. That, my good sir, was freestyle. All right, all right, all right. It is time for your chance to see how far your team can get right here in the final for the Blind Tag Team Trivia Tournament. We're starting off with a good one. Awesome Kong stepped away from wrestling to star in this hit Netflix series. Awesome Kong, she did the Netflix series Glow. A wide look at women's wrestling in the 80s. Glow, what a great show was. Canceled just a tad bit too early. But let's hop into your next one. Who was the inaugural, meaning the first, IWGP Intercontinental Champion? Uh, Tetsuya, Tetsuyo. Your partner came at me with Nakamura, which truth be told, both men have this iconic view in my mind with the IWGP Intercontinental Championship around their waist. Solid guess, either or. Let's hop into the third question. 
The very first Hell in a Cell match took place at this pay-per-view. Bad Blood, I think. Bad Blood was actually one of the more perfectly named In Your House pay-per-views. But uh, yes, in a long list of In Your House shows, that was one of the better ones. Let's hop into the next one. Who did Ron Simmons defeat to become WCW World Heavyweight Champion? Damn! He beat Vader. One of the lesser-known WCW champions uh, back in the day. But yeah, Big Van Vader is a man that we should all recognize for what he's done. What reality show, or I should say, well, let's jump to the next question. What reality show did The Miz uh, star in prior to his run as the host of The Diva Search? MTV's The Real World. I'm kind of glad, yet kind of sad that those kind of shows are over, but it is what it is. They've moved on and done crazy things now. These guys are really wrestling these days. Anyway, switching it around, let's hop to some fun stuff. What current WWE superstar played Prince Puma in Lucha Underground? That would be Ricochet. That boy Ricochet, or sometimes they call him Thummy McGee, if you will. Uh, let's hop into another one. Let's keep it in the Lucha Underground rim. Who donned the mask of the monster Matunza Cueto? This is a tough one, and I used to watch Lucha Underground all the time, but I think it was Jeff Cobb, I believe. Jeff Cobb doing great things in New Japan these days. The Monster Potential Quaid was one of my favorite characters in Lucha Underground, truth be told. And he made me want to go out and check him out. Also, uh, gold, mar- uh, gold medalist Pan American champion. Good for him. Let's have a new another one. Who did NBA superstar and part-time mailman Carl Malone team with to face off against the NWO? Diamond Dallas Page. Hey, yo, it's him. It's him. It's DDP. They didn't rhyme at all. Go with the song. But it is what it is. DDP, the man back in the day, that's for sure. At least the total underdog in WCW, if I uh, can play my cards correctly. Let's hop into another one. Let's see how far you can take it. In 1993, WWF said this man was America's only hope at slamming Yokozuna. Well, I really hate to see what happened to this man nowadays, but uh, my answer is going to be that boy Lex Luger. Well, I got to admit, I was a Lex Luger fan growing up, and yeah, I'm right there with you. It's sad to see where he is ended up in the world. All right, so uh, the score is 16, AJ and Beer, and Corey is sitting on eight. So, yeah, I got to I gotta get nine to win, eight to tie. Of course, if it is a tie, both teams will advance, and it will be a triple threat for the tag team titles. Um, and before we begin, like you said, you and DC are the longest reigning tag team champions. Um, the only other tag team champions were myself and Phoenix. We lost to you at Mania. Um, you're currently on 145 days as tag wow. team champions. You and I are also currently on 202 days as world and TV champion. And DC in a couple of days will hit 100 as knowledge champion. So we're all in triple figures almost. Wow, the belts are not coming off. All right, so to get into it, as we've been doing, and as everybody knows from the last participants, what we've been doing is the all these questions are a jumble of the last 20 to 30 questions we've asked throughout this whole tournament. So he needs nine to move on. Uh, eight makes it complicated for me in D.C., so we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's jump into it. Are you ready, good sir? Ready as I'll ever be. All right. Here we go. We'll hit you with an easy one. Who did Ron Simmons defeat to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship and become the first African-American World Heavyweight Champion? My mind went completely blank last time, but I remember it vividly now. Vader. That's right. Big Van Vader. 
Uh, oh, here we go. This is I know. Yes, again, it's going to be repeat questions. Get over it. This is just some one of my favorites. What wrestling legend played Thunder Lips in Rocky Three? Hulk Hogan, brother. Hulk Hogan's getting so much love in the last twenty four <laughs> hours. I swear to God. I love how Sting was like. I understand, but he taught me a lot. <laughs> that he did. That he did. Oh, here we go. This one threw your partner for a loop. What was Kenta's name back in NXT? That's Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami. All right, here we go. What WWE superstar was formerly known as El Generico? Ooh, could that be that Sami Zayn? That Sami Zayn fella is indeed correct. It did. Uh, here we go. We're going to continue on down the masked fella line. Who donned the mask of the monster Matunza Cueto in Lucha Underground? I forgot last time, too. Uh, yeah, Jeff Cobbs. Jeff Cobb. That's right, the big man, Jeff Cobb. Here we go. Let's go some old school stuff. This current New Japan coach was the first WWF light heavyweight champion. Uh, Noku. Noku. Probably the same guy with the, with the Michinoku driver. We don't know. History. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, oh, here we go. This is a great one. Trav is going to kick himself in the butt for when you answer this one. Marcus Bagwell and Scotty Riggs form this legendary WCW tag team. Ah, oh, man. I think I forgot this one last time, too. Um, the American Males. American Males. American Males. American. The 90s where you just fucking play the name 99 <laughs> times is the greatest shit ever. Uh, All right, this one's a tie. This one to tie. Oh, here we go. Let's go old school. Who was the Midnight Rider in NWA? Uh, um, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. No, not Dustin. Oh, God, no, <laughs> not Dustin. All right. Uh, let's see. We got two more left. And almost a perfect score. One more to win it. Two more to solidify it. Can he do... Let's go with this one. This super fight legend debuted in the WWF in the mid-90s. Still NWA, World's Heavyweight Champion. Uh, porn star mustache, Dan the B7. Porn star mustache, indeed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tom Selleck, eat your heart out. Oh, yeah. Dan the B7 has the best stash of. in the biz. <laughs> uh, right, here we go. This one for the old school heads and the final one and the best one even. Who won the infamous Brawl for All? Bart Gun. Bart Gun. Bart Gun, a perfect 10. There it is. And it's not going to be no triple threat. Thank you, Jesus Christ, by the way. It's Corey. It's the captain. Oh, my God. It's it's literally, it's my co-host and my opponent. Oh. So I'm facing Corey not once, but twice. That promo yeah. series. And, of course, I got unfinished business with DC, too. Oh, yeah. You know, the storylines are building themselves, and we're not even doing it on purpose. I promise you. <laughs> uh, but everybody in the tournament did great AJ was solid Beer, obviously we know from recent months He's been solid Teddy surprised us all with his knowledge um, Yeah, he did Yeah, good fight And AJ is somebody who and I, and AJ, I know you're listening, bud I need you to either challenge DC Or do something You need an opportunity at the knowledge belt You need a shot to really prove what it is Tag team is fun but going one-on-one for that big belt is where it's at. So uh, maybe, hopefully, in due time, 
Maybe we see you at promo series going against uh, going against my man's DC. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But you are you, you're there, brother. You're there. You're 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 already on the upper echelon. You're with the Travs. You're with the Mees. Hell, everybody's gotten good at trivia. What the hell happened? Yeah. Um. We'll maybe we can slide him into promo series, but if not, then we always got the maxis coming up shortly oh, that, afterwards ooh. too. That's right. Um, so now I think that means the card for promo series is completely finalized. But before we get there, next week is our Halloween special, and it comes with a Max Television title match as I defend against the mercenary Chris Reed. And it'll be TV movie rules. Longest promo wins, unless the longest promo is three minutes over, as usual. However, gimmicks are allowed, camera cuts are allowed, and special effects are allowed. Let's get spooky and kooky. Can't wait. But on November 23rd, it is time for Chaos to Reign as we prevent Promo Series 8 Chaos Theory. And it features the return of the promo, the promo heavyweight known as Michael Larkin. He will go one-on-one with a man they call Beer for the first time ever. Yeah, I cannot wait for that. Also, for the first time ever, Daniel Crimmins faces the winner, stays on gauntlet as he defends the Knowledge Championship against Ted P. De Niro. That's going to be a blockbuster showdown. The winner goes on to defend against your very own captain. And like I said last week, I got my work cut out. No matter who wins, DC mm-hmm. is a proven trivia warrior. And Teddy surprised us all a few weeks ago. Um, I think he almost got like perfect 10. Almost if perfect not, 10. Perfect 10, I can't remember. But yeah, he did great. I want to say he missed one. Yeah. So damn close. Teddy's the man. DC has another title to defend as we put our tag team titles on the line in duos. Tag team trivia tournament. Or sorry, sorry, tag team trivia, I should say. The winners of the blind tag team trivia tournament, Corey and the captain, will go one on, or sorry, will take on us, the longest reigning Max Wrestling Tag Team champs, and we will see who comes out the victors. Oh, yeah. Uh, but DC isn't the only one with double duty as Moses defends the Max World Championship against the renegade member of his own faction, Cypher. It's been a long road and I can't wait to see how it plays out. Plus, Survivor Series predictions, go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com slash promo series 8 for more information. Information, All right, let's get into some predictions. This Saturday is Impact's biggest event of the year, the 19th annual Bound for Glory. Um, Don't expect too much discussion because we're both kind of... We follow Bound for Glory from the recap, uh, Impact from the recaps, but we're not that into it properly. So uh, it's mostly going to be blind predictions, really. But honestly, that's I feel like that's what makes it more fun. Yeah, we are we're, we're we're mainly on the highlight rain right now for Impact. Yes, we do cover it and get a little bit in there, but um, that's what it is. It's Impact is one of the harder ones to watch for us. So it's we we get in where we can. I know highlights are my way to go. I'm sure that Daz is the same way. So it's uh it, it's gonna be fun though. That's that's for sure. Bound for Glory is their biggest show of the year, so we couldn't say no. Had to get into it. I'm already and- loving the main event. Yeah, uh, and there's only eight matches, so let's kick. I think we'll kick it off with the Call Your Shot Gauntlet. Um, twenty person intergender Call Your Shot Gauntlet. The winner receives a trophy and a contract they can invoke anytime within one year for a championship match of their choosing. Um, I don't have the list of participants though, unless they haven't announced one. 
Seems odd that they wouldn't announce it if right. it's only 20 people. Um, okay, confirmed are Jake something, um, Dirty Dango, Champagne Singh, Eric Young, Jordan Grace, Brian Myers, Shira, Kylan King, Jody Threat, and Bully Ray. Ooh. Uh, I don't know why Bully Ray is not facing PCO. PCO is in, in another right. match, but I, I thought that's the way they would have gone. But anyway. Um, ooh. Well, yeah, weren't they, Obviously, like, have, weren't they having a weird feud with them running down the street yelling at each other? Yeah, PCO just chasing them every week. Um, <sighs> obviously, there's still, like, 10 spots to fill, but based on this list, if it's any of these winners, um, I think Jake something would be a good shout. He's recently come back in the last few months, and he's been getting a little bit of a rub. He went against um, Sonata. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the guy that was against Sonata. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would say either TBA or Jake something, but I'm gonna go with Jake. If we're going, I mean, if we're gonna, if we're gonna get at least one person off of the current list, I'm going Jordan Grace. I just they, they've 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 pushed her before. They'll gladly push her again without an issue. Um, and then at the same time, they I feel like that she can definitely be like the like she has been like the a china you know what i mean the girl to win the regular belt i mean she was i think it was a digital media champion yeah so hell have her win it back or well, not win that one back but have her win the belt you know maybe she goes right after trinity or mickey jane probably trinity you know um for the impact women's title or, you know, maybe she goes after a different belt. You know, maybe she decides, you know, I can beat, you know, Alex Shelley or whatever and try to go for the world title. Who knows? But I think Jordan Grace is, is more my, uh, is my speed. Hmm. Uh, impact pay-per-views are notoriously difficult to predict. Fuck yeah. Even <laughs> when you are following. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. They, it's very unpredictable the way they book it. Um, that's good, though. So, Yeah. Move on to oh Will Ospreay versus Will Bailey. Oh Mike, uh, Mike Bailey. Bailey, Mike Bailey, Speedball Mike Bailey. I remember <laughs> seeing this guy like five years ago on WCCW or WCPW, and saying who the fuck is this karate fucker? And he has literally taken the world by storm. And so ever since then, uh, Will Ospreay is. Jesus Christ, I still see him as the junior. I still see him as the skinny kid where I'm like, oh, my God, your neck is broken. And now he's the big bullied asshole that I'm like, ah, fuck your neck. But he's on goddamn fire. He's he's the hottest and one of the hottest things uh, going outside of Japan, even though technically he's still with Japan. But I fucking love Will Ospreay, and I, I I like Mike Bailey a lot. I really, really do. But you can't beat Will Ospreay right now, dude. I'm sorry. That's just that's just not a thing. It's just not a thing. No, you um, have a giant star in your in your in your promotion right now. You run with him. You you have him win. You know what I'm saying? You allow the big guy to get a win. You garner that attention. Yeah. When do we say his contract is up? January. <laughs> Is it Jan- either January or February? I want to say it's right after Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so maybe debut for Revolution. Ooh, please and thank That's, you. That's uh, if you don't believe the bogus 
reports that went around that he signed with WWE. Oh, fake he put that out. February, yeah, that was right. February 2024. He put that out. That motherfucker posted that shit himself. He should have known it was a fake, you fucks. He's trolling. Um, he, he has no aspirations going to WWE. Nah, bruv. Not happening. <laughs> uh, we got Impact Knockout Tag Team Titles on the line. MK Ultra, Killer Kelly, and Masha Slamovich defending against Deanna Perrazzo and Tasha Steeles. Um, but uh, you know what? Ball team. Yeah, but Deanna's never been tag team champion. She hasn't been a champion for a while. Um, yeah. She drafted Trinity. Um, and I don't see her winning the knockouts title again anytime soon. So give her a tag team title, but I'm, I'd see it. It's not like MK Ultra hasn't, you know, lost these things. I think I could have sworn they're not. They're two time champs. Something like that, I think. I'm not too sure. Um, but this isn't the first time I think they've had the belts. This, that, again, personally thinking that way. Um, and it wouldn't harm them to lose it. Look at who they're fucking going against. You know, both of these are former uh, Impact World Champions and uh, Women's World Champs. So, I mean, it. That's why I yelled, "What? What the fuck? Weird ass team is this?" But hey, you know what? If it works, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, and I don't think these uh, uh, have a problem. So. Uh, give me Deanna and Tasha. I'm I like this team. I don't know. Yeah. What, I gotta give him. A, you gotta give him a dumbass name though. Um, I don't know. Right? It, I'm already trying does, to think. Does Tasha Steeles have a nickname? I have no idea. All right. We'll we'll <laughs> think of one. <laughs> <laughs> if if this was WWE, they already they already would have mashed their names together. Well, Deanna is is she's Italian? Yeah. Italian steel. There you go. Italian steel. Love it. <laughs> um, okay, old school impact. We got a monsters ball match. Oh, um, I'm excited. PCO versus Rhino versus Steve Macklin versus Moose. Uh Rhino, I know, has been goring Steve Macklin every week. Every week. Poor Steve Macklin. <laughs> This guy went from he went from world champ to getting speared by old ass Rhino. Oh, you poor bastard! Um, I do love it though. Uh, I, this is going to be great. A monster Ball match, just no DQ, right? They're just fucking crazy yeah, everywhere. It's just weapons all over match. the joint. Yeah. I, well, uh, the original concept was very unique. They said that they would um, lock all four combatants in. A small room for 24 hours with minimal food and water so that they were more violent for the that monster ball match. Cool. That <laughs> sounds fucking cool. That sounds fucking cool. I don't but care. Like, that sounds cool. The first one was Rhino, Abyss, Sabu, and Jeff Hardy. Ooh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they all would have went fucking bananas. Especially not feeding them and shit. Yeah, that's the one when Jeff did a swanton off the Tron over the stage through a table. And now he's dancing like Danny Garcia. All right. Um, fucking hell. I don't want to lean right to PCO, but he is an undead freak. Mm, I'm just and saying. he's leaving soon. Oh, that's right. His contract is ending. He's probably going to retire. Um, yeah. Bully, Bully might kill him off in this match because that's how they write people off in Impact. They murder them. Yeah, literal murder. Murder. Um... 
I feel like Moose needs a win, but I don't think you can get it here. I don't, I don't think getting a win here is a good idea. Uh, fuck it. Give me a curveball. Give me Steve Macklin. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good shot because Rhino's literally just come back and feels like mm. a nostalgia thing. Oh, he always is a nostalgia thing. <laughs> I like that guy he, hasn't he, been non-nostalgia in fucking 15 years. He came back and gored Macklin at the uh, the Impact 1000 show, so I figured it was just for like one night or something, but nope. I didn't know he was going to get a Bound for Glory match out of it. But yeah, give me Macklin too. Seems like the most logical choice. I just, because I'm looking at it and I'm like, first off, Macklin was the one that looked like the oddball out. But then I remember that he's getting speared or gored all the time by Rhino. It's like, all right, makes sense. Then I'm looking at Moose like, fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I'm Moose. All right. I mean, well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fucking Satchel <laughs> Moose, God damn it. Cause I don't know. I do this. It. That's why. That's it. Lord have mercy. Um. So we did a knockout tag team titles. Let's go to the uh, Impact World tag team titles. This is Chris Bay's Feast of Fire cash in. Uh, ABC challenging the Rascals. That's right. ABC uh, had the belts. Now they're trying to get them back. Austin, uh, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Bullet Club, if you will. Uh, the Rascals with Trey Miguel in it is weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's weird. I can't. Uh, Making it work though. There's give gonna right be bodies to all over the ring for this one. Fucking a right, but give give it right back. Give them right back to the BC uh, to the bullet uh, to the, uh, bleh, the bullet club. Um, ABC. I just I I mean they love Trey Miguel. They I don't know how they feel about. I don't know how anybody feels about Zachary Wentz right now. Apparently nobody remembers the whole shit that went down, and we're all just moving on with um, life. I think most people <laughs> kind of took his side and figured a little bit. Um, she like forgot what her name even was. It's just batshit crazy. Oh yeah, his fuck. Oh uh, god, uh, was it Mandy Lee or Mad something like that? Was no, Mandy Lee, um, Kimberly. Kimberly. There you go. I was like, Kimberly. I know it was a Lee. That's right, Kimberly. And yeah, no, I mean that. It, yeah, she sounded like crazy ex girlfriend. She's she had the toxic vibes, as they say, as they say out here in America. Um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, glad he's getting back, but I, him, him not teaming with, um, with homeboy is throwing me something fierce. Yeah. Desmond Xavier. That's who I'm thinking of. Cause even when the rascals were a trio, Trey was kind of on his own and then you had Zach and mm-hmm. they would, they would attack team, but yeah, they were the tag team. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm, again, I'm, I'm with the, I'm with the ABC. Okay. Um, One, two, three. I'm going to stick with the Rascals for two reasons. One, um, I think they brought Wentz back for a, re- a reason and for a long reign. Two, I got them both in the fantasy league and I need the points desperately. <laughs> There's no better reason to pick them. Oh, I love it. I, I'm oh, literally like 200 it. points behind Trav. I need those points. I need the points. So, I mean, a tag team, actually, no, they're they already champions, but I mean, a tag team win at, at a pay-per-view is still 12 points. I'll take it. Hey, 12 points, 12 points. I said, there's a saying out here in America, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. 
What's the what's the one from a Christmas Carol? Tuppence is tuppence. There, there you go. <laughs> uh oh, Chris Sabin defending the X Division title against Kenta. This is it's first off. It's going to be good. Let's just go yeah. with that. Number one, it's going to be good. Uh, Kenta is a couple of months removed from losing the new uh, the 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 strong open weight championship to uh, Eddie Kingston. He's also been working in the States a lot. Mm. He's been working with Impact for a minute, too, if I'm not mistaken. Or at least, no, uh, at least a little bit. Or is he just now coming in for this one? Uh, he's done a few promos, like video packages, but I think this is his first match. Ah. Fuck. That kind of throws me down. I kind of, I like, because I look at it and I think Kenta, I think New Japan Star, I think coming up towards Wrestle Kingdom, I think... All these fun things, because in reality, and I'm already going to super fantasy book way out of my my league here for a minute. Wrestle Kingdom is the 4th of January. It is a two night show. And in the past, they've worked with uh, TNA, uh, you know, Impact, whatever have you. It was TNA NWA back then. Yeah. They've worked with outside promotions to bring shows. Hell, they worked with All Japan Wrestling uh, earlier this uh, earlier this year. So. I really feel like you could do something cool where you could start crowning some New Japan guys in America and then have those matches at in uh, at the Tokyo Dome and they'd just be like the filler matches. We you know cuz we always know that there's going to be filler matches and they don't have to be the greatest thing since sliced toast or what have you, but having them on that card gaining that extra exposure is gigantic. And now again, maybe I'm already well out of my reign and I'm already well above my head, but in three months time, you could re you could have Kenta versus somebody else for the impact X division title on night two of wrestle kingdom on night one of wrestle kingdom. And it's like, Holy, what the fuck? What? Or even more, you know, like you're just, it's, it's, it. so that's where I'm going. I'm leaning that way. Chris Saban is more than likely going to walk away champ. But because of my fantasy booking world and I the, the 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 way I want all wrestling to come together, give me Kenta. Ooh, I wish we knew what Kenta's schedule was. Like if he's sticking around for a little bit, um, that would make things a little easier to determine. That's for sure. It was like a one-off appearance, but um, we don't know. Again, Saban's only just won it back again too. Uh, from Leo Rush. Oh, that's right. And um, Leo Rush took off to Japan. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm angling towards Chris Sabin, and maybe Leo Rush comes back after the match and jumps in or something. Mm, but that's a maybe. It's a maybe. I mean, it would definitely be great if Cancer won it and stuck around for a little bit. But oh, for sure. I really added exposure. Added exposure and impact would be awesome. Uh, fuck it. For the sake of unpredictability, let's go, Kenta. All right. Uh, which brings us to the two world title matches: Trinity defending the knockout world title against Mickey James. Uh. Does Mickey need another win? Another reign? No. I don't think so. 
Where we used to say the same thing about uh, Gail Kim. Yeah, but we've said this about Mickey before, too, and she just keeps coming back. That's true. Uh, um, leave it on Trinity. Thanks for coming yeah. back, Mickey. We appreciate you, but Trinity is who you're invested in right now. Roll yeah. with that. I also got Trinity in the uh, fantasy in the league, fantasy too. league. He's always, <laughs> come on, give Dez the points, goddammit. Uh, and, of course, main event, Alex Shelley defending the world title against Josh Alexander. I feel like Josh is just getting it right back. I really yeah, do. I mean, he never lost it. He never lost it. Um, he was a super hot champion. People liked it. Um, he was – Josh Alexander himself was garnering a shit ton of attention to the point where I could have sworn there was talks of the Impact World title being defended at Wrestle Kingdom. Or in some Jap in a different Japanese promotion or whatever, um, and I like that. I like that a lot. Josh Alexander uh, has a lot to offer. He has a lot to offer anybody in any fucking produ- in any promotion right now. And him as champion is great. So fucking roll with it. Give it right back to him. Alex Shelley as Impact Champ was great. Um, good for you. I'm glad that you had a reign. I think that's this is the second. I want to say Alex he Shelley? had one forever ago. Chris like Saban way. had one forever ago, and That's, it was like okay, so, a week long. There you go. I'm mixing them up then. Uh, so, yeah, mean, Alex, I, Alex Shelley's had a decent run, to be fair. It, it, and you know what? Good for you. But when the big guy comes back after a bad knee injury, you give him back his belt. Plus, we now see Alex Shelley as a main eventer. That's not true. Just the tag team guy. Exactly. He's not just was it motor shitty machine guns. He's not just yeah. the other dude. You know what I mean? It's it, he. He is a guy on a different caliber now. I'm. He's he's giving me the Christian vibe. The oh god, you know, Christian's never going to be a solo guy. And da 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 da. Well, just like with the with back in the day and Impact and with TNA, I should say giving him the NWA World Title. He they, he ran with the opportunity. Absolutely ran with it. But he's right. trying to get it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, give me Alexander too. And also that means um, title pay-per-view points for Phoenix. Oh, uh, no, never mind. I changed my mind. I mean, if anybody needs the fucking points, it's Phoenix. Hell, shit. You're probably, you're not wrong there. Um, may- maybe next year we'll try and find a way for people to track our points like publicly because only we can see them right now we'll have to do like a weekly update yeah i think we were meant to do that this year <laughs> we just keep i think forgetting. we were what we'll, we'll have to do it like how they do like uh, what is it uh football sundays yeah just have, have a cool little intro music we'll have to wear suits um, and the goal for the next season of the fantasy league is to keep factions away from travis because that's where he gets Factuals. all his fucking points from <laughs> he's taking them all <laughs> bastard uh, all right, Dan is bound for glory predictions. Like I said, it was going to be quick, um, but I'm sure it's going to be a hell of a show anyway. Oh, On yeah. to this week's Geek of the Week. Fucking hell.
P.S. with a lousy proceed. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Pencil neck geek. God. Um, so, I'm going to be real honest. I didn't have a Geek of the Week coming into this week. Everybody was kind of chill and tame, and I'm just like, what's going on? What's going on? I got to call the fans out again? No. Um, this guy decided to open his dumb big mouth and um jesus christ i gotta i gotta re-bring it back up real fast um take a guess at this lovely bastard i'm not even gonna say it like that fucking bill goldberg fucking bill goldberg um jumping on some jerk offs podcast talking dumb ass shit like he fucking knows something about something um what was this stupid line that he got everybody over or he got every, Oh, that's right. Modern professional wrestling lacks depth. And that's his headline in a podcast that he did. And I I love your expression because he, he, he lacked depth. He Goldberg lacked depth. He was a martial artist that you didn't know was a martial artist that went in and killed people that didn't talk to anybody he had no depth. He was a one-dimensional character. He does his thing, whatever. He comes to WWE. He remains a one-dimensional character, except he can actually lose here in WWE, and it's not going to murder him. He retires, comes back old as shit, was still a one-dimensional character. So the fact that he's going around telling other professional wrestlers to add depth is fucking be- is just blowing my mind. <laughs> I can name 900 I can name so many wrestlers that have fucking depth like nobody's business. There's fucking Seth Rollins depth like nobody's business. Um here, let me throw you a curveball of depth. Fucking look at Gunther. Oh. Look at where he's fucking come. Okay? Fucking depth. His his fucking shit is a sandwich. It's fucking stacked, bud. Fucking faux piece of bread. You know what I mean? It's two-handed. He it's it's a it's it's a fat ass kebab. Okay? It's fat ass kebab. That's what it is. It's it, it I just I don't understand how somebody who's never had depth in their whole fucking life is telling people that and they listen to him. And they're listening to him are telling people that this modern day of wrestling has zero depth. Yet I did. Or the time back. You know who had depth around you, bud? Fucking Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan <laughs> had depth. Whether we like him or not, he had depth. Sting had depth. Uh, just, it's, it's, it's just fucking blood. Like, I get it, dude. You want to be relevant. I understand. You know, I remember wanting to be the cool kid in high school, too. For you, buddy, that was like 40 years ago. I need you to fucking just leave it in the past, boss. Leave it in the past. Go take your cool cars for a fucking spin. Show off your hot rods. Don't talk wrestling. Just don't. Don't do it. When when was the last time he was welcome in wrestling? I don't know. I think it was the Brock feud. Because it was like, okay, redeem yourselves for WrestleMania 20, and then that's it. And they did, say, but then he just kept coming back. I was going to say, I was like, that's, that's about it. We wanted a redemption match, and now fuck off. But now he, he just kept showing up going, I want a title match. Yep. Why? And he got him. 
and he would get him. And uh, you fucking ruined the fiend forever. Oh, you've ruined it bad. We, we thought def- fuck. We thought you killing Bret Hart was bad. Not killing Bret Hart, but you know what we mean. I mean, he only just recovered from that horrific Hell in a Cell match. But then the Fiend never recovered from that Goldberg loss. Just Nobody awful could've. shit. Um, well, you know what? We got an old name for MVP of the week, too, so let's find out. Ooh. Uh, I I don't know if I'll have the chance to pick this person again because I don't know how much longer they're going to be around. So this week's MVP of the week is John Cena, and Yay. I never ever in my life thought I was going to say those words. But uh, right, <laughs> he's he's a very welcome presence uh, since coming back. Um, and you know what? He's getting the other talent over. He um invested in LA Knight on SmackDown. Pretty much said, hey, he's going to face Roman. There you go. Yeah, it, it, it's, 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 I hate it. I remember as a kid, I remember in high school, I remember back in the day, all those combined, and you're like, oh, God, here we go again. Oh, God, here we go again. Super Cena to the rescue. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, Super Cena to the rescue. It's great. Um, yeah, I get it. Hollywood strike um, sucks right now. And because of that, he's here. But hey, fuck it, dude. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like it. You like it. We like it. My son, my son's like, oh, look, it's John Cena. And I get to, I get to do the where. I think, I think it's right just there. like, it's like a warm, familiar feeling when Cena's on TV yeah. now. It's weird. But, He's uh. He's giving me the Sting vibes. Like how we got when Sting first showed back up in AEW. Yeah. The, uh, the, the old head in the locker room. Beautifully put. Yeah, th- those words came out of my mouth. John Cena's MVP of the week. John Cena's MVP. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to go back 10 years and tell myself that, and then old me will probably slap me in the face. Mm. Yep. <laughs> what are you talking about? Super Cena sucks. Yeah, just wait. Just wait. Till, wait till he's gone. You'll appreciate <laughs> it more when he comes back. <laughs> wait, but isn't that the old saying? You appreciate yeah. things more when they're gone? Fucking <laughs> hell. Um, well, thank you for joining us. Um, I hope we rocked you harder than Jada Pinkett Smith's book, Rocked Her Husband. Oh, oh it's fucking cold-blooded. That's very cold. So That's she... cold-blooded. She, yeah, she is. Yeah, the fuck she is. A reptile of a lady she is. Not even a lady. Just Not even a lady. Just savage. Yeah. Is there anybody out there who likes Jada Pinkett Smith? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never liked her. Oh uh, I just didn't know what Will's thing was, but hey, let Will do Will. Well, Will's gonna yeah. be Will, exactly. <laughs> um, before we go anywhere, before we go to the A to B retro rewind, I'm quickly gonna mention last week's episode two. Um, I didn't know until last night it was on like over three hundred. Thank you very much, uh, especially considering it was mostly a solo show uh, and very last minute. But wow. I don't know we where those views came it. from, but thank you very much. Thank you all. Um, we appreciate it. Keep them coming. I had a look, and that's also the highest ever viewed, like, regular Max Wrestling episode on YouTube. Ooh-wee. 
I know the I know the subscribers are going up too, so we Funny, appreciate y'all. Um, the highest video ever on our channel is uh and the, the first episode of Hollywood Curses that I did uh about London after midnight. I saw like seven hundred something. Where where are those guys at? Right? Where are you guys? Come on. <laughs> you like wrestling too? Anyway, um, Here's what Moses has for you, Pantsonet Geeks, this week on the A to B Retro Rewable Bind. That's right, a whole lot coming. Uh, TSK is trying to put something together. Honestly, everything from last week got put on hold. We were going to drop something, uh, but as you know, we had I had uh, computer issues. Um, those are now solved. My wallet is now empty, but it is what it is. Uh, we're back, so that's all that works there. Um, there's a lot more coming, though. KTN Sports is about to kick off something fierce. Um, I've been saying it back and forth. You know, the uh, the international break is my chance to get in to start talking Tottenham and doing all that. Well, because of that, I have actually been having – I have got some stuff written. I have actually a show recorded. Uh, it's just got to go through the editing process and should drop sometime this weekend, uh, as well as – some stuff from Bolt Rant. So there's lit the KTN sports thing is going to take off like a fucking rocket. Um, I'm going to do the best I can for every one of these sports episodes to drop and be under 15 minutes. That way they're quick, they're short, they're informational. Obviously, I'll I can come back with any com- responses to comments on the next one, but I want to try to keep them short and sweet. You know, we are a whole wrestling kind of thing here. We all like wrestling, but you know. Wrestling is a sport, so we got to keep it in the KTN sports get down right there. Other than that, the the huge is happening. Um, retro still being in the reformatted age, but there's still just a lot to come, a whole lot to come, and I and I and I mean that when I say that. And the only way that you can make sure to, f- to find out what all the changes are happening is follow us on the social, follow us on the evil Twitter machine. Can't call it the X machine because the X machine just sounds like a sex thing. <laughs> <laughs> at Max Wrestling UK at the Captain 512 and at SMR Podnet. Make sure to check out the beautifully done website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. And do not forget to hit the subscribe button. Follow button right here on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the lovely socials. We appreciate Corey Cypher dropping us the band right there, dropping us some love on TikTok through his lovely group right there. Um, there's a lot happening. So get on it. Max Wrestling on TikTok is exactly what you're going to get on YouTube in a smaller form, uh, more compact, more in your face, more responsive. So make sure you're doing that. And then again, YouTube, we're getting there. We went from like 380-something uh, six, seven, eight months ago, and we're now we're well over 400. We need to get to five because we get to 1,000. Again, we get to 1,000, we can start doing cool stuff, start going live, start doing fun stuff, maybe, again, maybe games, maybe live reactions. Who knows? Only we do, but y'all will know when you help us get there. Yeah, and also shout-out to Cypher, a.k.a. Corey Coulter, giving us a shout-out on TikTok. That's right. Uh, with man. that said, join us next week for Halloween. Halloween. Uh, God only knows what kind of street fights are going to be going on on Raw next week. Um, but of course, you are also going to get a TV title match on the show between myself and Chris Reed. Yeah, let's go. So you've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye and good night. Bang. Go get him, Chris. I believe in you. <laughs>